Welcome to the Yeshiva Shalmayla. This is David Lichtenstein. This week's program is What Would Happen If Eretz Yisrael Was Actually More Than 50% From? It's inspired, obviously, by what's going on in the government right now, trying to abolish the Supreme Court or change the Supreme Court, etc. Well, what would happen if we were 51% from? Would we have to conduct ourselves, the entire Medina, Alpitin Torah? Would Rebel Yashiv Zuchar Lavracha have to have been the Chief Justice? What would it mean to us? If somebody's caught stealing, would you need to aid them, Ksherim, to be able to, say, you know, to testify? Could you use a video camera? Could you use DNA? Could an Isha testify that somebody stole? Is there a concept of jail? What would you do for murderers? Would there be capital punishment? What about, you know, things like an, an, a ma'anes, a rapist, the halacha, just pays money and goes free? Would you say on kefil if he's moida, so basically a robber, a thief, you would say if he's caught, he pays. Kefil, they wouldn't because he'll be moida. If he doesn't get caught, he keeps it. So what's to prevent somebody from robbing? There's no downside. There's no jail. There's no punishment. There's no, there's no child molestation. There would be nothing for what about electricity on Shabbos? How do you run a government on Shabbos, a police force on Shabbos, etc., etc.? So that's going to be the topic of this week's share. We're going to have the Av Bezdin and Rosh Koyal, Rav Shai Tahan. He's going to be speaking about it. Alpidin Torah, it should be applied heavier. A person that's Rotzeach can't go to jail. He should get the capital punishment. And from Eretz Stroll, we're going to have Rabbi Stroll Krangel from Tzomet. Tzomet is the organization. It's the one that does all the uh, switches for the hospitals, for the army, etc. Anytime you, you go to a hospital in Eretz Stroll using Tzomet's fishes to work with Grama, so they're experts on how do we run public institutions, the halacha, and it's ungenomen. You know, most of the Paiskim in Eretz do use Tzomet switches, etc. So he's an expert on all the Shabbos questions, how to run a country halachically on Shabbos and Yom Tif. Metal detectors at the Kotel are Shinuzerim, are just modulating existing current. First of all, they deactivate the sound and the lights that you would have on during the week, which, which is why a lot of people think they're off, but they can't be off. They need to keep the place safe. <laughs> That's the whole point. You know, we have to keep the, everything safe. By the way, a fascinating thing we're going to be speaking to Rabbi Krengel about is the Tzomet scooters. For people who have some type of a, a ill or have a handicap, halachically they have hechsherim, many of them. How do we use them? What's the logic to using the uh, Tzomet scooters on Shabbos? It should be very interesting. Before we go to our share, I want to speak about a few of the comments we had. We spoke about the mitzvatans, and we asked questions. How could you make it? Mitzvatans, Shulchan Aruch, I think it's seven, as in Chafalaf or Chavbez, says that you don't marachiba in public. Yeshoimrim, and it's based on a Gemara. So we said, how do they do a mitzvatans with a chasen and kala, a dancing hand in hand? You don't see by orthodox men and women walking hand in hand, and we had all kinds of terutzim that we were unsatisfied with the past weeks. We showed, you know, why these terutzim didn't work, but we had three or four people who answered a terutz that we do we believe is the correct answer, and here's one of them. Um, I just wanted to comment on the question you had about the mitzvotans. So uh, I would just want to comment uh, that you call it Dibbe Chibbe, I don't know what mitzvotans, uh, the, the, the one who asked this question, I don't know which mitzvotans he saw, but most mitzvotans that I see, and I see a lot of them, uh, doesn't come anywhere close to uh, like the Rechebe, you know, the Kusin and Kalahar and looking down and they're just going through the motion of dancing like a Dominic, but this absolutely would never be called the Rechebe. And I would, I would say that's the, the way probably most of them are. 
And the answer is, I've never been by a mitzvah tans, at least in decades, I don't remember. But these people who have witnessed it said, look, your facts are wrong. There is no chiba going on over there, and therefore it's mutter. I believe that to be the correct answer. Now, here's somebody, I, you know, this week is it was Rabbi Ari Wasserman, who does always a fabulous job, and he spoke about hats. And here is a, a listener who commented an interesting thought. It's regarding wearing black hats, I once heard Shane Rabbi Victor Miller once said as follows, that wearing a black hat, being a, looking like a bentaira of wearing a black hat, is like Gara from wearing tefillin. So he says, wearing a hat is like wearing tefillin. Now, I guess that means, I just would think of this, you know, there are whole kahillas in Kal Yisrael that don't wear a hat. You know, if you go to Eretz Yisrael, you have the whole Dati Lumi, it's, it's, I don't know, it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands, all the Rav Kuknicks, etc. They never wore, they don't own a hat, they never wore a hat in their life. Would we say on all of them that they're a karkafte, the leimonach tfilin? And then I would ask another question. I mean, a hat is, at best, arguably, is, is a minig. I mean, if we start taking these hanhogis and we turn them into rice, isn't that what Baltaisiv is all about? Is somebody going to say that a white shirt is now with a rice select fillin? Or if you're a chassidish and you cut your beard, I mean, that, that's a no-no. Is that like, like, like not putting on fillin anymore? Or by the Sfardim, if you stop eating kibbeh and Shabbos, which is a minig that they have, is, is that also tefillin? Like, where do we stop taking hanhogis and saying, if you do this, now suddenly you're over the rices? I mean, I had one person, he was screaming that if you eat sushi on Shabbos instead of gefilte fish, it's kfira. I mean, is that also tefillin? Like, when do we take hanhagis, like a white shirt, and turn them into derisis, tefillin? I mean, why does it stop at tefillin? Is it maybe like, I don't know, Gili Arias or Avaydazara? Once we start taking hanhagis and turning them to derisis, what measuring stick do we have to decide which derisis it is? That's, when I listened to this call, that's what came to mind. Now, here's a caller. The next caller I thought was very interesting. And I think this goes back to what's going on in Israel. Listen to the next caller. He said that Jane Sachs, a reform rabbi, was a creep in Yiddishkeit. Now, I called Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, Zechat Tzadik Levracha, and Adam Gadol. I do believe he was an Adam Gadol. Was he an Adam Gadol like, like, like Marash Shiva, like Rafutta, Reb Nachem? I mean, obviously not. He was a different type of an Adam Gadol. He was the Adam Gadol who was a Kayim, a Darbel of the Melachim, Beloy Evoish. Right? I understand that Prince Charles was very nispel from him. From But, you know, you see him, you could see him online debating atheists and of the worst type successfully. And his tyrus on the parsha are actually really beautiful tyrus. So this this young fellow disagrees with him and calls him a reform rabbi. Now he you know he learned he he had he, he had you know orthodox michas. His tyrus are clearly very orthodox tyrus. I don't know, but he disagreed. I guess he trimmed his beard. He debated church leaders, whatever there may be. He was clearly more of a. He went to college, right? He was he was learned. He had a doctorate, I believe. So that makes him a reform rabbi. What is this young man? He's from the woke generation. What is the woke generation? If I disagree with you, you're a kaifer and you don't matter anymore. Right? That's what the woke generation believes, the, the banishment of anybody who doesn't agree with us. Why did I play it? What's going on in Israel right now is a sad commentary. And it's almost like the story of Kamtsa and Bar Kamtsa, what the, what the Arabic missiles can't do, Machlaikis among the Eden can't do. You have three parties. You have the Supreme Court, incredibly arrogant, um, um, full of kfira, but arrogance, and, you know, they, they believe that they are Reish Farishin. Then you have the leftists, 
the leftists, and you know, who marched into Oslo, you know, with their 51% majority and did what they want, totally. Now you have the right, and the right wants to abolish the Supreme Court, the power of the Supreme Court, and the settlers, etc. All of them, there's enough guilt to go around here, enough machlekes to go around on all of them. And what's the solution? They can destroy Eretz Yisrael, the wokeism, only my opinion counts. Or what do you do? Put them in a room and you say, I want you to negotiate some type of an agreement that you're going to know it's the right agreement if every one of you walks out of here unhappy. That means everybody compromised because that's what adults do. Now, I'm not talking about compromising that now you have to not be a shame of Shabbos, et cetera, that thing go to Ikri Hadas, but whether the Supreme Court rules, how many settlements there should be, et cetera, et cetera. These are all things that they can be compromised. So we have, two, we have two options when we have a machlekes. We could have the other person is a kaifa, he's a reform rabbi, he's, uh, if you're a wokist, he's, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or we can say, you know what, let's sit around a table and respect the other person, even if you disagree with their opinion. It doesn't have to be an ad hominem attack. So I was sort of, I took this young man's um, voicemail and used it sort of to say, I think it's very relevant, this wokeism to the generation we live in today. Before we go to our guests, I want to say the uh, Torah on the on the Yom Tif that we're going on Purim. And what do we say? Remember Amalek. And then it says, I will erase the memory of Amalek. So here's a question: If the if the goal is to erase the memory of Amalek, then why do we remember Amalek? It certainly seems to be very contradictory. Let me suggest something. Amalek or Chaim already said, we don't know who they are. They're gone. But Amalek, every generation has its own Amalek. You know who I think the Amalek of today is? I think the Amalek of today is basically the New York Times and the woke generation. What do they try to do? Gemara says already that Amalek is the Kayach of Litzanis, the Kayach of Makari. Let's talk you Pesiarim with Amalek, the Gemara Darshan. So a let's is Amalek. Zerkin are the same clapping myla. What is mockery? If you look at today's times, and when I say the times, I mean the, I mean both the paper and the times. What do they celebrate? LGBTQ. What is LGBTQ? Why it's like a god by them? They talk about it more than anything because if if LGBTQ is sort of our rosh vrishin, that's our mantra. That's really the destruction of family. Family means a husband, a wife, children. LGBTQ means yimafkia, the whole kaya so there is no fear. There is no more family. We know the side of the Torah is basically the side of fear, of character of Kali Yisrael. The first mitzvah given to Kali Yisrael, celebe salve, celebeis, is family. They have now in New York no bail. There was a woman. She was arrested for the hundredth time. You can Google this for, for shoplifting. Every time she goes to court, there's a rule now: no bail for if you only if it's a misdemeanor. It's not a violent crime. Even for violent crimes now, they have no bail. What does no bail mean for any type of property damage? That means all work is is valueless. You can own a store, you're, there's no more property values. You can work, or you can just shoplift, and you can't. They can't do anything to you. So another icker of society, the concept of hard work. That's what no bail stands for. The endless tack upon the Jews of the Hasidim, the tack on religion. What does that stand for? When they attack the Jews, they're really attacking religion. When they attack Israel, they're only talking about attacking Jewish values. The concept of transsexuality, what does that mean? It's an attack on the Tzura Sa'adam. So all these, all these wokeisms is basically, it's a litzonis of every value that we have and the illusion that there is some other value. They don't define it. What type of values can you have if you 
mock work, you mock marriage, you mock family, you mock religion. What values can you really have? There's some illusion out there of some other value. You know, Rev. Rev. Leib Chasman, I've said this over before, but it's such a wonderful story. He said that there was once this hick, in the you know, early 1900s, he came to a big city. He had never seen a city before, and he was not spoiled from the things he saw. Amazing, he went to stores, and one thing he sees is box with a battery in it, some a cylinder, a cylindrical object in it. And he says, what is it? He says, oh, it's a, it's a light, it's a searchlight. They turn it on, it's this huge light. He says, wow, they didn't have electricity in this village, I'll buy one. He had to run back to his caravan, was taking him back to the village. And on the way, he sees there's a big building and there's a long line of people to get into it. He says, what is this? It's a movie theater. He says, can I buy? Yeah. He goes in and it's a movie. It's a silent movie back from those early 20s. There's a king and a queen and a prince and a princess and a bad guy. And this the princess had to run and she's hiding behind the rock and the prince is looking for her, but he can't see her because she's, she's, she's hidden. So this guy jumps up and he starts screaming, look, look, she's behind the rock. And he doesn't hear. See, he says, I'm going to show. He pulls out his searchlight. He turns it on. The whole place turns light. He can't see the screen anymore. So everybody starts shouting at him, shut the light. Over here, you only see when it's dark. You only see when the lights are off. So Leib used to say, this is about, you know, the movie screen. You turn on the lights and it's gone because it's an illusion. Some things, they're really illusions. You shine a light on them and they disappear. You know, that's the thing about illusions. They live in our minds. A fellow told me, I get calls a lot of times from people. They want to talk to somebody they think is more open-minded. This guy calls me up. He said he went to Vegas and he had a Halisha Sadas. He said he saw so many beautiful people. And, you know, he's, he's married, he said, for 20 years. He said, he I came back as I shook up. A guy came from a sheltered society. He says, how do I deal? It's like it shook up my, 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 my love to my wife. He says, I saw such people dressed. And I said to him, I said, you know, did you ever buy when you were a kid, you know, if you bought Fruity Pebbles or one of these things, it would have like a picture of this very exciting looking toy. And it said that if you bought three box tops, because they wanted your mother to buy more boxes of the stuff, and you sent it in, you could get it, or four box tops. You told your mom, buy another box of Fruity Pebbles. You save them, you excitedly, you would take it and stick it in the envelope and put a stamp on and two weeks later, it would come back from them. And that laser gun from the box that was shooting people, you opened it up and you saw, what was it? It was a piece of plastic garbage. You pressed it twice and it stopped clicking. It fell apart. I said, that's what these shiny illusions are. I said, all those, you know, those beautiful images you saw, Think of that shiny laser gun from the box top. There's no value there. Turn the light on it and it disappears. So what does it say? It says about Amalek and it's Makari Zohar. And then it says Emcha Zecher. Well, if it's shine a light on it, how are you going to erase this Chira? And he answers a lot of the illusions in our lives that, 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 that think of whatever, you know, illusion you have, whatever fantasy it is. What does it say? Shine a light on it. Just like Rabbi Chasman in the movie theater, more likely than not, you really analyze it and it disappears. There's really nothing there. It's the laser gun that came in the box top from Fruity Pebbles. That's what we say about Amalek. Amalek today is the Lutzanist that's being poured on us. And Zachar means, let's analyze them, let's talk about them, let's speak about how foolish they really are and how little happiness there really is among them. Zachar is Asha Amalek, that's the modern Amalek. I would like to say one more short vart. It's my favorite vart that I heard from Rafut Puram. He spoke about the Adala Yada. He said there were once two friends from Yeshiva, and they hadn't seen each other in maybe 20, maybe 30 years. One got a Rabbanus, one place, one worked in one city, one in another city. One was a Shliach in Australia, one was a Shliach in, in Yukon. 
And they came once to a, a Kretschmer. They once met at an inn and they saw each other. And one said, Katzkel, Moshe. And they started hugging and, and they started talking. Where have you been the last 30 years? Tell me about your family, your children. Suddenly the, the Balagola comes over and he says, and Shuldix, you know, we have to leave. He said, but we haven't seen each. He says, I'm sorry, uh, you know, we, we, time to go. So one of them has an idea. He says to the Balagola, listen, I know you like to drink. Go to the bar. Have a Macallan 18 on me. Yeah, here's my... I'll pay for it. So he says, really? A Macallan 18? That's an expensive? Yeah. He goes, he makes it a high and they speak for another 15 minutes. The guy comes back. He says, that was great. Time to go. He says, would you like another? He says, Macallan 18? That's a fortune. Yeah. He says, okay, pay for another. Comes back another. This time it's 20 minutes later. He comes back a third time. He says, okay, now it's time to go. He's a little slurry. He says, this time, Macallan 25. Yeah. He goes, has a, the third glass of shots. He falls, falls down, falls asleep. And the two friends spend the entire night catching up and talking. So Flipton said, you know, the Neshama and the Rabbi Neshalem, we're old friends. Like Kai, Neshama Shinasatabi, Tahiri, Atanofachtabi. We were old friends. What happened? The guf, the body, came along. But one day a year, we say to the body, have a lachayim, have another lachayim, have another lachayim. I want to get together with my old friend, spend as much time as I can, just like old times, amol amol. And that's what we do on Purim. Lachayim, lachayim. And now for the riddles of the week. Here's the first one. We make a Shechianu Balayla, and then we make another Shechianu Bayoim, by the Megillah. And if you go to a most shuls, they give a clap. Everybody should have kavana by the day, Shechianu, to have kavana for the mitzvah sayoim, Mishlach Mane, Sudas Purim, etc., that this Shechianu should go on them. And everybody should have kavana. So the Bir Alacha says that the Primagadim says that you should actually have Kavana by night by the Shechianu because that Shechianu also goes on the mitzvahs hayayim and the Sudas hayayim. What is the great Primagadim saying? And Primagadim is basically, I think, saying like this. We know by sukkah, the Alacha is, that if you made a bracha on building the sukkah, it's Samach Venira. You don't make a bracha of Shechianu when you go into the sukkah because the bracha of building it would work for the the, the bracha of the sukkah of the first night. That's the halacha. If you made a shacharach paskins, you made a bracha when you built the sukkah, you don't, you don't make it anymore when you enter the sukkah the first night. That shechiyanu is some of, it's close enough, it, it's, it's sort of, it's chal on the sukkah itself too. So the primagadim says, you make a shechiyanu at night on the Megillah, that shechiyanu could work for the sudas hayyayim and for the mishleach manis and atanas levyayinim. And let me be myself on this. Why indeed do we make two Shechianus? Why don't we say that the Shechianu that we make at night should help for the Mikra Megillah of the Yom too, just like the Shechianu that we make Erev Sukkah, so if you make it on the Binyan HaSukkah, works for the Sukkah too. So we're asking, A, why does it, why does it not work for the uh, Kriyas Megillah itself? Bayayim. That's the, our first riddle. Our second riddle is, at the end of the Megillah, She gave Beis Haman to Esther Amalka. If you look in Chumash, Rashi says, Rashi in That what? Just like by Shmuel. Right? All the money of Amalek should be gone, dissipate. Right, what happened to Shmuel? He said, should have killed, wipe out everything. That's why Shaul was killed. And by the way, Bayoyim Ahunasan Hamelah HaChashverish Le'estra Amalka is Beis Haman. 
right? Lest you're going to answer, well, maybe it means Beis Haman. It means to destroy Beis Haman. It doesn't mean to keep Beis Haman. If you look in the in the Moise of Rashi over, he says, Rashi says, that brings the Pasuk, Rashi says, the money of the Russia ends up in the Tzaddik's hands. That's what it means as Beis Haman. So it was clearly for Estra Malka to enjoy it. How could Estra Malka enjoy it when Rashi himself says in Chumash, in Zvarim and Chafayotes, Tim Chazech means all the money should be gone, like we see by Shaul HaMelech. So you have a stira from Rashi of the Pasik, and the way Rashi says, the way he learns in the Mice of Rashi, he goes on the money to the Rashi in, in Chumash that says that, you, that the money of Amalek should be destroyed. That is our second riddle of the week. Before we go to our guests, I would like to give a brief hagdama to this topic on um, should the Medina be Alpi Halacha. This Shaila really happened when it, the establishment after the Balfour Declaration, the G'dayle Adar kacht about it, Reb Chaim Meiser, and we'll put, we published all these Maramakayimists, we put them on, this, on the uh, line. Chaim Meiser wrote that Avada, everything has to be Alpidine Taira, and in a letter to Rabbi Dushinsky from the Ada. Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank wrote it, Lo yitochen Medina Yehudis, that should be Shaloy Alpi Halacha. Right, the Tzitzel wrote a whole sefer about it. In the Igras Achazaynish, he talks about how the Medina that has to be halachically. Here's the lashon of Rabbi Zalman Meltzer. Gam Daiti, right, he talks about the in, in Marine body after the Balfour Declaration. Be'inyan Medinas Hayehudim imtaitze lepoil yistadlu yachad rabbis goyne Yisrael amreish aguda shanhagas hamedina tlp atoyrak doisha haksuva v'amasayra. If we have Eretz Yisrael, it has to be alpi halacha. You all agreed that if you had a Medina, it has to be Alpi Halacha. Now the question is, how do you run a country Alpi Halacha? We ask the question, what are you going to do? A guy steals something, he's going to say, you don't have to wade them, I'm sorry. All you have is video evidence. You have two women, you have a child. You know, you, you don't have Hasra. How many Ganavim have Hasra before they steal something? Do not steal. Did you hear? Do not, three times Hasra. Shreb Chaim already writes about this, and he brings from a Drushis Haran. He says that there's, there's two ways to run a country. There's one Alpi Bezdin, but there's another that's Alpi Melech. And Melech B'mishpat Yamed Oretz, that a king has the right, the autonomy, to do what he needs to run a country. So he writes, if you would run Eretz Yisrael, Alpi Halacha, he says there would be Halacha. But there would also be super Halacha, because the Chachamim today would have the din of Melech to enforce the rules of a country that you would need to be just for practical Melech B'mishpat Yamed Oretz, that there shouldn't be anarchy. So... He says, so, in other words, in halacha, Rabbi Chaim Oizah writes, there is sort of super halacha that allows you to override Chayshin Mishpat and say, here we have to make rules that go beyond Chayshin Mishpat. And the Rajba in Shin Peches, Muva Batur, says uh, a very similar thing, okay, but besides the Drasha Saran. That is the first opinion. Now, Rav Herzog wrote a later letter. He was the, the chief rabbi, ultimately, of Eretz Yisrael. And I have an affinity of him. He's the one who, who, who rediscovered Tchelis. But he writes, he adds on to this. He says, and of course, he says, since we live among the Umay Sa'ilam, and we couldn't survive if we had their enmity. So he says, things like, you know, a guy not owning land in Eretz Yisrael. He says, al darke shalom, there would be many other rules. So this is sort of one, two ways to go. Now there's another Mahalach in the Paiskim, a very interesting Mahalach, and that's based upon uh, the Shulchan Aruch in Chayshimishpat Simon Beis. The Ramah brings a concept that Toivei Ha'ir, what does that mean? Basically, you know, in, in many cities in Europe, 
the Jews basically were the majority of the city of many of these shtetlach. And what did they do? They they didn't have they didn't run with the rules of necessarily the Polish or the Russian government, but they would have sort of the toyvi year would make takonis that the how the year should run and the. The the, uh, the Ramah discusses it in Simon Bays. So he says, so that the concept is if you live here, you have to listen to the Toivia ear. So basically it's the concept of democracy. What we have in America today, the Ramah discovered around 500 years ago. So you say, this is not sort of that, well, it's, I guess it's related to the Melech B'Mishpat Yamadar, it's even though the Tur, the Ramah does not bring it, he just says, if you live here, you're obviously agreeing to the Das HaRabim, and these Rabim have elected officials, and these officials, you're living here based upon acquiescing to their rules. So these are sort of the two or three Mahalchem, we're going to discuss it with Rabbi Tahan, and a little bit with Rabbi Krangel, should make for really fascinating shir. If you want to leave a message by phone or dial in by phone to listen, in America, our number is 732-806-8700. In England, it's 44, like that's the country code, 33011-70250. In Eretz Yisrael, it's uh, 02-372-0304. Let's go to our fabulous Shia. Joining us from Brooklyn is Harab Shai Tahan. He's a renowned Paisic and lecturer. He's the Reich Kril of Shari Ezra. He's Dav Bezdin of Arze Halvanin. He's Talmud of Yeshiva Smir, a Muslim of Ravdelsky, Rav and many others. Welcome, Reb Shai. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. So, Reb Shai, if there were to be a from a government, because 51% rise of Eretz Yisrael was, was from, right, um, would we have to lead the country of Israel, we have to be going to get Alpi Halacha. There is the Tav Bezdin, the, the, the new Supreme Court Justice would be, you know, Rabbi Yashiv or, you, you know, Zechariah Levracha, pick your favorite, you know, Av Bezdin. And the, uh, all the Halachas, Gneva, Gzela, Ritzicha, etc., etc., would have to go Alpi Din Taira. What do you say about that? Okay, so this was a Machlaikas already of Gdaila Israel in, uh, in the beginning of the, when the state of, of Israel was established and before establishing the state, Gdaila Israel already argued with that whether the country should run Alpidas Daira completely or things that Snogea, um, establishments that it's really not smooth to run like, uh, Dine Kefel for Gzela, uh, for Gneva, or, or somebody that steals, they only has to return the Gneva, which it doesn't have much to lose. Uh, you, you steal and you get caught, so you give it back and there's no punishment for it. But you can't really have a society running on just strict halachas of what the Torah says, and that's, uh, that's something that they argued whether it should be strictly al halacha, and that's how, for instance, of, of Yosef Chaim Zonfeld was very much uh, pushing for and uh, this is Alman Meltzer wrote like this. A, there was even a sefer that was written back then in the name of Yisraelis Lechuka, the Medina Yehudis, that was written by Moshe Bloy in the request of Ephraim Meiser. He was the manig, he was the head of the Agudas Yisrael. And they held like this very stark. It should be exactly like the entire. Even the entire. So wait, so, to give... 
So yeah. I mean, a lot of information. First of all, do you think there's anybody who wants to do that today? I don't think so because um, there are there is a there's this double problem here. One is many things that's written in the Torah can't be practiced today because of Umas Ha'ilam. If you if if you if you can't have, for instance, uh, going go to certain places in Yerushalayim, or you can't sell a house to a goy in Eretz Yisrael, which is a din Torah, so. We know how dangerous it is today, time and age, where things uh, go around in seconds and the whole world speaks about it. So there are those, like Avitzchak Herzog, that, uh, that held that this is, is, is partial that you can't apply either with Mishum Pikuach Nefesh, because this is Mamasakonis Nefesh to do such a thing, just like we found, for instance, um, that you're allowed to save a goy on Shabbos, although... We're doing a Chilul Shabbos, not like the Chafet Chaim. This is how Moshe wrote. This is how Chacham Avadiah wrote. This is how Hashem Zaman wrote. Even though we're Mechalal Shabbos, when we see such a thing, a Tala comes and there's a, there's a Goy over there. They have to be Mechalal Shabbos. Why? Because it's a Kanus Nefashas. If you don't, you have to do it. Same thing here. Um, so there, there, there was a conflict how to take this. There were those that were pushing everything should be up here. But those that were a little bit uh, in the middle, which means some things you can apply to in Torah, and some things you have to do what you says in Shulchan Aruch, in Cheshen Mishpat Siman Bey, that you have to apply things of, uh, that whenever I'm putting, so it's like a Tzorech Shah, so you can do things Shalom Al-Pidas Torah, Shalom Al-Pidin Torah, as, uh, as it's brought down in the Gemara, Maki Ancient Shalom in Adin, Lola Avor Al-Divrei Torah, and Allah Sosriagel Torah, this is the Gemara in Adin Membav. So wait, so we're out of time, so... Again, let me unpack what you said. Clearly, we're it's negaya to umaysa like you said over, like Ramayshus talk about a doctor. So then, alt eva, it has a din of pikuach nefesh, and you would allow to do that, like when it came to let's say a guy buying land in Eretz Yisrael, being mechal shabbos for him, etc. But now, let's take goyim out of the picture, where it's not eva, there's no chal shabbos. Let's talk about where it's Jews. The gedolim you mentioned, I think you said Rabbi Zalman and and Rav Bloy, etc. Would they hold that today it should be totally for Jews, Al Pitaira? Well, even if you applied in Torah, even if you applied in Torah, some things you have to apply to the locus that I mentioned from human base that the scheme, I'm saying, this is clear partial halacha that uh, the Rashba brings down. And I mean, it's halacha now, but the Rashba brings down that if, if you don't apply this, he says, because you need for everything aiding. That's law. A person does, uh, a person murders, a person robs, a person does other um, crimes. You can't apply it unless this aiding as law. He has to be macabre on himself, uh, the oinish. The it just, it's just not practical. You have no, you have no. Uh, so I, so I, I, I agree with that. But the question is, did the gedolim of the prior generations, like Rabbi Meizer and Rabbi Salman, did they agree with that? Absolutely. The, 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 I think the word is what the Chazonish wrote very, very nicely. He said that this din, this din, the halachos in the Torah, those halachos are considered the, the, the din, this, this is the law, and then the Torah as long as you don't apply it as a law, but that's the way you practice it, that's definitely, uh, that's the way it should be applied. So therefore, you have to form it in a certain way that if a person, let's say, murders Lo'aleinu, so he gets the uh, either capital punishment or whatever, or goes to jail for 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 many many years. But it shouldn't be like a a a, a din 
but you have to form it in a way that this should be the punishment without being the din. If there's such a way, if there's such a... How, how would you do that? Well, I, I, I guess if, just like the Rambam writes, that all the Derabonons are not, he asks, why is it Lloyd's racist when Chachamim did whatever they, they all the Xerots of the Takonis? He says, because they, whenever they said that, in Ilchot Mamim, he says, whenever they said that, they said that only... Um, it, it, they, they imply that it's only the Rabban. They said it's only the Rabban. When you don't say that it's in Din Taira, then it's, uh, it's fine. Over here also, you say that this is the way we practice things. It's not halacha. It's, not, it, it's the, the way we practice things. It, it gives it a little bit um, less importance. But once so, you have... A, yeah. You're saying that when it comes to Genevis, Ritzicha, Gzela, um, um, things like sexual crimes, etc., it pretty much wouldn't change from the way it is today. Yes, I, 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 I don't know if it wouldn't change. It should be applied heavier. A person that's, let's say, can't go to jail, he should get the capital punishment. A person that does a virus that are equal to so that. So would you, would you say then that there, should be cap, there would be capital punishment today for its for its I, uh, it, They're trying to right now uh, uh, make such a, establish such a law in Eretz Yisrael. For, for so, there, so would it be Sayyid? Would they, would, they, would they cut off the head with a sword, let's say? Would there be Skila today? I, I don't know if there would be Skila, uh, but, but definitely it would... Um, um, cause people to think twice before before they do whatever they do, and definitely it would be something that uh, would make it, it would be, it would be, it cause uh, deterrence, and definitely would make the place. Well, that, so that, let me ask you something: Would would they be able to let's say have an electric chair, even though for that avera the tire would require one of the dalad mises bezdin, and would that be negative tire? So I want to tell you, the Gemara says such a thing. There is a Gemara in Sanhedrin in Memhei. Um, with base that base. says that, right, like I've been in that of Shimon Ben Shatach, that's not the deen, you don't hang people, what is that? He says, the Gemara says that uh, you have to do it um, to, to cause deterrence. It's Well, you have to do whatever you have to do. I, I understand, but you do have the concept of chenek in the Torah, you don't have the concept of an electric chair. Um, I, I, I don't know if that was the, the the Gemara says you can do whatever's needed. Halacha and Shulchanot says whatever's needed. You can do whatever's needed, not only the the punishments of the Torah. The Gemara says that you could you for for example, the Gemara says uh, the 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 Poskim say you could put them in people in jail. The Gemara says the Gemara. Says, I, I I understand that the Gemara says that they they would put them in jail. But here's the question: there is no punishment of jail in the Torah, right? So when you're putting somebody in jail, you're not going negative right, Tyra. You're just being a different punishment from the Torah. Right? It's sort of like the Allah of Dina the Machusa. Dina the Machusa says we can't have Dina the Machusa that's negative right Tyra, but where the Tyra is silent about something, then you could do Dina the Machusa. So if the Tyra is Machayev, let's say Skila, and you would say do it through the electric chair, would that be uh would that be problematic because there is a required derech of of uh, of, of killing on, on such an Avera? I, I understand the difference, but the, but as I as I said, that Gemara that that uh, that gives you the right to market Vayinshim Shalom Inadin gives you different examples of the way to uh, punish, even though um, that's not the punishment that's written in the Torah. So I hear what you're saying. Maybe there is such a there is a there is a chenek, but hanging women 
It seems like that he hung them alive. There's no such thing. And and the Gemara gives like you can do whatever whatever you want to a person to uh, for let's in order to have the takanus. Um, so 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 society would basically function the same way as today. Um, more or less. I w- I would I would I would rather go. I I would think that they would rather go stricter uh, punishments on things. Although um, for Gneva it's not that way. But this man am putting permits to kill such a person. It's 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 but it's the very beginning of Shulchan Aruch. Right. So so would you kill Ganafim then? Like Rabbi Shimon Ben Shimon? Not necessarily. But if if that it, that's where you have to have Gedolei uh, Torah sitting down and seeing that if for deterrence that is needed to be done, can sign can sign. If, if, if it's something that's going to cause um, stop crime, Geneva is not such a such a heavy crime. But there are crimes that are heavy crimes that the Torah doesn't punish for it. As you mentioned, playing with uh, with kids, the, the Torah doesn't mention such things. Although there is a law in Eben Ezra and Masachim in the but I think today they would apply it much heavier than uh, than the Taylor would be to, and as as the as the law is today, very very strict. Okay, what about on Shabbos over there, Zoo? You know, what would you do with uh, you know electricity on Shabbos if the, you know if Jews are running the country? How would how would you do something like that? Right. So um, there's definitely much talk in the Pesachim, for instance, Shmir Shabbos Kilchaso and other farm as well, of how to run the government on Shabbos. Definitely need things that are needed for Pikuach Nefesh are permitted to be done. There's no question about it. So army and, and police, force, whatever is needed, and whatever you could do through a goy, like for instance, electricity. Today, everything is, is automatic, but if you need somebody behind the scene, and, uh, electricity also is no good Pikuach Nefesh for hospitals and things like that. But... Um, if you could, if you could have a guy sitting behind and, and and working out all these things, of course, that's the preferable way to do to 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 run the country. Have that, have the the, the entire place that's not needed for pikuach nefesh run by by going. So, in, in short, if 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 the country were to go, you know, majority from, basically the courts would be replaced by from a court. Is that what you is that how you see it? Uh, that, that that's that's definitely the correct thing to do, but um, I don't know if things would be very different than what we're talking um, than the way things are happening right now um, with with some adjustments. Some adjustments. Like, well, would be very different, wouldn't it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, oh, Chayshim Mishpat. What's Nugia Ben Adam Um, Dine Shchenim. But there's there's, there's a concept that the Rashba writes, and that all the halachas in Choshen Mishpat, or, or, or most of the halachas in Choshen Mishpat, are nogeah to, uh, to minagoilam. So whenever a person comes with a question on Choshen Mishpat, the very first question you need to know is, what's the minag? What's the, if, if a person sold something, and there's a, there's a, or, or, or a tenant that has an issue with the landlord. So he says like this, he says like that, if you didn't write down or speak out beforehand, and everything was... Uh, was was very clear. So you, you need to know what's mina goelam. So here yeah, also, you need to if things are running already in a certain way, that has also base and establishment in Allah. It's already nikba in such a way. It's not necessarily going to change much 
in, in halachas. For instance, kinyanim. Uh, kinyanim, we know in the Torah there's kinyan, but there's also kinyan situmka. So the way things are running already in the system, they, 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 they continue that way, even if you change the court system to a basin. Give you a simple example. A Sha'ila Babailavimai. There's no concept of Bailavimai by uh in in the American court system, right? Or in the Israeli court system. Halacha there is. Right. Right. Would you go with would you go would you go with the or would you go with the Israeli court system? I, I or would you go with the Menagaila? I, I, I think it's it's a hard question, but I think uh when you have a Dean Taylor clear like that, um and it's 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 something that you can you can teach the people, you can educate the people that whenever you give something to somebody, there's a dean of Balafimo. It's not so it it comes into already the the practicality, just like ribis. We we already are familiar with ribis, so so we apply it already to our loans and whatever we do whenever it or, comes or to Or a concept the concept of Tamun. I mean, if you sent a virus and destroyed all somebody's computer information, that would be Taman, right? I mean, would you go out with Halacha or would you go with Minigailam? So over here, there will be a chiluk between somebody that was Mazik B'Shaigeg, although um, Mazik is Adam Mazik. If, 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 if he sends a fire, I'm saying if a fire would not have been of Adam Mazik, but uh, if he sends a fire, maybe. But, but if, he sends a, if he sends a virus, it's the same thing as a if fire, he right? If he sends a virus and it destroys somebody's it. information, it's all Taman. Right. So it's all right. Taman right. to right. age, would be Pata. Right, right, right. So then then uh, if if a person did it um, purposely, so the price scheme, that's, that the Rishonim that's mentioned in Simon Base say that... Uh, that uh, you you have to be mechayev. You have it's not din Torah. It's the same din that we said that uh, they they use the hefker base in hefker for that. But you be mechayev people. You be mechayev tamen be tamen be eish be become chayev. Not midin Torah. Midin from that to din that I'm that I'm saying that you have to apply the din. Otherwise, you know the the world will be destroyed. People people will do whatever they want. And there's so many things in there's so many gray areas in the Torah that you could you could do all kind of things and get away with. So that's where you have to close those 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 open cracks with those dinim that basically would. Apply their 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 power and put their, their foot down to make sure that it doesn't happen. So a person did it amazing. There's a chiluk special. You go, okay, well we'll go with the entire. But if I if I think that he may, maybe did it amazing though, it's very uncaring, very negligent. Uh, you'll have to apply this uh, this based in power. Shai, thank you very much. That was very enlightening. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Bye bye. Joining us from Eretz Yisrael is Rabbi Yisrael Krengel from the Tzomet Institute, formerly a Rav in South Africa. Today he's, he's a lecturer, he gives, he gives shiurim in the gush. Um, welcome, uh, Rav Krengel. It's wonderful, wonderful to be with you. Could you give us a 30-second what Tzomet does? Okay, very good, good, good. So Tzomet literally is a Rashi The full name is Tziftei Madava Torah, meaning teams of 
but Mada, you know, is officially science, but in this case means engineering. Engineer, they literally have teams of engineers, technicians, but everything is, is for the sake of the Torah. In other words, Rav Rosen is interesting with the partial of the Mishkan. You know, this is like the modern day Mishkan. How can you take um, modern technology and, and use it to, for the sake of the Torah? The, always, the direction was always using the technology to help us with issues in Torah and specifically in the, in, in, uh, Eretz Yisrael, when you've got a, you know, you've got a whole country uh, dealing with all the different kind of things, um, you know, the security, medical, all those kind of things on Shabbat. So that, that was a major part of his focus, finding solutions for things like that. So let me ask you, let's go to our question. You know, what's going on in Israel now with the right, right. and the left and the center, right. so now they want to replace the Supreme Court. So it brought to mind the question, let's say Eretz Yisrael would be 51% orthodox. Right. Which, by the way, could happen in the next 50 years, right? Right, right. So, would well, they control it? Now the question is, what would a, a Medina Dati look like? Right. right. It's so interesting, you know, and, and uh, like, Rav Rosen, he himself, the great Talmud Chacham, he learned for many years in Kermit Yavna, and then he did a full electrical engineering degree at Machon Lev. But his whole mantra was, and, and this is, Mahon Tzomet uh, was established in 1976, so we're talking about almost 50 years ago. His whole mantra was what he, and he said it all the time then, Medina Yehudit Api Halakha. Okay, so now you have a, from a country, um, how do you run a police force on Shabbos? I mean, right, you have right. police sitting there. I mean, it's going to be right. from a policeman. He's right. sitting there. Now, there's probably going to be something that's Pikuach Nefesh, but 99% is not Pikuach Nefesh. Right. 99% is a simple robbery or this or that. Right. So are you going to say right. that since everything could be? Somebody says, hi, there's a robbery someplace. Well, will you go send a police car there? How, would you, how do you deal with that? Right, right. Okay, very good question. So that is something Rav Rosen was involved in. And in fact, he was involved in, I mean, he passed away five years ago. So this is this must be even longer than that. He was involved in the appointing of a Rav, of the Mishtarah. And at, at Rav Rosen's first outside, the, the, the head of the police came to speak about it. Look, they do try, look, once again, in Eretz Yisrael, Rav Rosen's vision was that in Eretz Yisrael, you, he took the, you know, he, what's amazing is he really took straight from the sugya, the, you know, there's a sugya in, in, uh, in, uh, Shabbos Membet that talks about, uh, Nefesh de Rabim. And he said from there, he felt that pretty much all situations in Israel, it's a different, uh, picture. You know, whether you're talking about the army or security, you know, we're the ones who did the, the metal detectors of the Kotel. So, so that's general security as well, um, and the police force, and, and they, they, they're working on Shabbat is pretty much that, you know, because the Mishnah, the Mishnah Yoma, says, add to that this idea of Bikuch Nefesh Darabim that I'm talking about on the scale of a whole country in a lot of cases. You know, in, in Israel, if, if a lot of times something's not dealt with, you never know where it's going to lead to. So, so let, me, let, me tell, let me just put Eilam, let me elucidate what, what Robert Krangel is saying. There's, it, there's a Balamur that talks about by uh, Agachos Prashasarabim. Right. Right. So, so right. I just want to. I imagine is what you're talking about. So he yes, says yes. you're allowed to be Mahal Shabbos even though it's a derice. It's a chokis rishayin right. whether it's a derice or drabanan. Right. The Balamar says not unlike many of the other rishayin, when the Balamar learns you're allowed to be, you're allowed to, uh, to take it away or extinguish it on Shabbos even though it would be a derice. In a case right. where it would be a derice, which is complicated. Right. right. And the, right. the, the Balamar says why, and it's a fascinating start of the Balamar says. Right. The Balamar right. says it's unlikely that anybody will get damaged. It's only one in a in a 
small percent, one in five hundred, one in a thousand. Right, but when right. you have it, when you have a when you have a one in a thousand chance, a one in a thousand, a one in ten thousand chance of something happening, and there are ten thousand people there, right. then it becomes a hundred percent chance that somebody's going to that somebody's going to get critically hurt. Right, exactly. That's, and and so that's and that's you say. you look at the mass. So therefore, every where do we find this concept of the mashal? The Rishnaburanibzan. Um, I don't remember if it's in Shilam the test, but he says that let's say there's a strafe in the ear. So, right, so right. if there's a strafe at Allah, you have to leave your house. You're not allowed to put it out. Right, no, right, nobody. Right. But if it's in the city, then you're allowed to put it out. Why? Right. So the Mishnah right. brings from 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 the Brichadish and others that maybe there's gonna there's go, if there's it's an ear, there's probably invalids too. So there's some invalid at home right. who can't run out of their house. Right. And when that right. person's right. house gets, so then it will. So we have to look at all the different possible combinations and computations, yeah. and then we say that oh, in that case, it's a pituach nefesh. Right. right, right. So, exactly. so Rabbi Rosen is saying the same thing, or Rabbi, in this case, Rabbi Krangel is saying Rabbi Rosen the same thing with got to be a police force. It's true that 99.99% of robberies, the guy takes something and leaves. But when right. you have a thousand robberies, the robber's going to shoot somebody. Right. So for right. that reason, you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to be Michal Shabbos. That, right. That's what, I, is that what you're basing it on? Right. Now, on the, exactly. It was exactly the idea. But, but still, you know, at the end of the day, even with Pikuch Nefesh, we still Paskin the Chuya and not Hutra, that even if we 100% is Pikuch Nefesh, we're still going to try our best to reduce the Chilol Shabbat. And that's really what Rebbe was working with. So, like, in, in the police force, they will use our Shab 8. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a, it's a pen that disappears, um, not immediately, like within a day or two, um, and it was something he conferred with Rav Monich Aliyah at the time that, that that would still be considered a mitkayer. Or, for example, right. you could use Tesla vehicles, electric cars, which would not be the rice either. Exactly, and we developed a call for for the doctors in 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 the uh, in the front. Um, today, by the way, with digital systems, it's, it's also easier. You know, our engineers basically feel that. Touchscreen technology, which is a capacitative sensor, which is basically just modulating a current as opposed to a normal keyboard, is better halachically. Once again, Rav Rosen was very careful. And there was a sound of sick ratio anymore. Right, right. He was very clear that, that uh, you know, the home context, he w- he didn't want to touch. He was very against any, you know, the beauty of the home context is, is that, switch off my phones and my computers and, and disconnect from technology. But if you're talking about the police, you're talking about the army, you're talking about, like, once again, the security, general security, hospitals, wherever we can, we are trying to introduce systems that, that, that would um, reduce and in some cases even eliminate the Chilov Shabbat. Explain how, Tao Ilam, how, how does it work when you have these delayed circuits, and, we, and it's in America, it's Negea too, where is it Negea? You have Cholim, that they can't yeah. go to Shul on Shabbos, so they, right. they have now the Shabbos, the Shabbos uh, electric scooter. Yes, yes, yes. Right, and, okay. it has, and, and it's based on SOMET technology, yes, and the yes. idea being that since, since it's, it's not a Daraisa, it's only a Drabonon, so for right. a Chayla, there's, yes. there's, yes. Mat, there are certain Drabonons for a Chayla. Right. Explain right. how that works, why it's not a Daraisa. Right. But that's a very interesting area, because, because it wasn't exactly Pikoch Nefesh, but this already 40 plus years ago, Rav Shlomo Zalman Obach himself, right, and his Yotza is coming up, Chaf Adar. Rav Shlomo Zalman Obach himself basically commissioned Rav Rosen to work on that specific area, because it's not exactly Pikoch Nefesh, but he felt it's all very nice and well for somebody who can walk. Okay, but for, he, he actually, Rav Orbach, father, was a din in Onik Shabbat, 
which is definitely from the from the pasuk, right? That the karat v'shavat oneg from Mishael. But the poskim, the Mishnah brings the the Mishnah brewer brings it down. It's actually he's quoting, he's referring to the Ritzva. But that's even midoraita. In other words, oneg shabbat is is, is a concept midoraita. Oneg shabbat, as described in the sugiot, is, is the food. And the, but the greatness of Rav Orbach is he found somebody who's gotten used to an electric switch to the week, and now comes Shabbos, it's going to literally ruin his um, oneg shabbat. He was willing to do it. But it's a combination of, of, of two different uh, solutions he created. The first one is grammar, as you mentioned. And by the way, the company in America, Amigo, works with us. You know, it's, 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 it's uh, you know, it's, it's our, they, we have a partnership with them. Um, it turns with grammar. So grammar, you know, is, is a classic concept in Shabbos, uh, Now the classic case where there's a fire and, and you bring the pots around the fire. So it's indirect causation. So Rav Rosen took straight from that Mishnah and developed a, a classic grammar switch. It's basically a microprocessor, which the whole Shabbat is, is, is checking the position of the switch. When you switch it uh, on, it then checks once, and only after second check, then it closes the circuit. So it's, it's, a, it's a direct translation from the Mishnah into a, a, tech, a technologically instituted grammar. But once again, Rav Rosen, by the way, also, he would point out the Ramah, when, when that's brought down in the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah would say, but Makom has said, grammar is only allowed in situations of need. Uh, I don't know if you remember that whole kosher switch thing, what was it, seven years ago or something? Rav Rosen was very against it. He said, in the, in the home context, we don't use grammar. But it's security medical for sure. But the, the Kiddush of Rav Obach, he was willing to have an electric scooter turned on with grammar, turned off with grammar. But the whole ride, it's designed that it's only modulating an existing current, which is even a better solution. Because you're not turning on, you're not turning off. You're just literally extending, you're just literally modulating um, an existing current. I, I don't understand how. Explain again how that I didn't understand why it's a grammar. Explain okay. it. Okay, okay, good. No, you're 100% correct, because it's, by the way, uh, I am uh, inviting all your listeners, and I, and I hear there are many, to come and visit the, the summit. Uh, we have a proper visitor center, and it's very beautifully designed, you know, and, and we, I have this, I have a whole display, and it's got a whole thing, and it explains it. But I'll, 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 I'll try and explain, once again, by the way, I'm not an engineer. I, I was from the halakhic side, and I had to learn. What, what Rav Rosen did is he took an, um, a, a very interesting uh, engineering tool called a uh, microprocessor. It's like a little computer that would sit inside the switch. You can even buy it like an outlet, so it'd be a grammar outlet. And let's say a little kid with asthma and, and you need to turn on, on the nebulizer for him, you know, that's what, what the, one of the things we have on display there. So you want to turn it on. So you just plug in whatever you want to plug in. In the hospitals, they're plugged in that way. And on the scooters, it's built in that way. And even, let's say, the chairlifts, it works that way. In other words, it's a built-in switch that inside the switch, there's this little microprocessor that every couple of seconds, he's checking the position of the switch, whether it's on or off, the whole Shabbat. I like to say he's somebody who's working the whole time. Every couple of seconds, Mr. Microprocessor is checking the position of the switch. Then, when you turn on, Nothing happens. That's the point. And it's not even a domino effect. Rav Rosen felt the domino effect would not be grammar. That would be karmi. Let me go back to the figures in, in the Zikin. That would be direct causation. He didn't want a domino effect. He wanted a proper grammar, which meant now that I've turned on the switch, the microprocessor will check once and still nothing happens. But after the second check of the microprocessor, which normally literally takes a couple of seconds. In other words, it's a recognizable delay. Um, if you've ever seen these scooters, 
and, and you'll see, the person will turn it on. It'll literally take six or seven seconds before it starts. And you often have like a little light, and, and you'll see it checks once, and by the second check, you hear this like click, and it starts. And then what's amazing about the grammar switch, it works when you want to switch off as well. Because once you switch off something, it'll still... The, the microprocessor checks once, it'll check a second time, and then only switch off. In other words... So I have a question for you, Robert Kringle. Yes. If the concept is when you turn on the switch, nothing happens. Yes, subsequent, exactly. subsequent to that, there is some device that's doing a query that's checking the switch, and if exactly. it sees the switch is on, then it flicks on. So exactly. that, so that's seeing, you're seeing that you're saying that's a grammar because it's not, it's not immediate. It's not you're, you're connecting two circuits. You're right. doing something, and subsequent to that, somebody something's coming along, right? Exactly. Now, exactly. So my question is. And that you're saying is similar to the case of the, you know, the Gemara he's talking about, Adaf Kachaf, says that if, if there's a fire, you're not allowed to put right. water on the fire. Right. But right. you could put, let's say, big giant balloons or other vessels filled with water around it. And when right. the water comes there, it explodes the balloon, let's say, and the water comes rushing out. And then, so you're just putting it there. What happens then right. is subsequent, right? Right. So then, so then why does he have to have it a six-second delay? Why can it be a microsecond delay? Because well, it's not immediate. Why do you need both portions of it? Right, Rabbi, explain, that, explain that to the yeah, 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 that's a fabulous question. You're getting into this like no, <laughs> right, mindset, yeah. Um, basically, I think what Rabbi Rosen wanted to see is he did want it to be something that that people can recognize. Because you're right, theoretically, um, you could have the microprocessor checking quicker, you know. Um, but he wanted it to 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 be something that that the person using it and the people around him can see that there is in fact a delay. And the idea of the two checks is also, you know, to give you that, because if it's only one check, it could be, as you turn the switch, it could be more direct that way, you understand? Um, he wanted it to be a clear, recognizable delay. Now, on the flip side, and this, this is part of the complexity here, that if it's emergency medicine, it's about Atala, or emergency security situation, those extra few seconds are not good, so then you, you don't use the grammar. You, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it, it works in both ways. For the record, I, I would imagine, and I'm not sitting in the sugya of grammar now, which is a very complex sugya. Yes, yes, and but, a different opinion. But, but the, the different opinions, if, if there are different opinions, I would imagine that one of the problems that Rabbi Rosen would have is that is the, the rush in Baba Kaman, the Russians in two other areas that says Lamashal right. that Shemin Hamatafteis, that if it's if it's seen as one Kli, if it's seen as one connected process, it's not considered a grum anymore. Exactly. So, exactly. so since over here the switch and the microprocessor are built into one vehicle, be it, so right. Right, right. one right. organism, right. it could be seen that it's not a grum as opposed to, let's say, putting balloons around the fire, and when the flame hits them, the balloon bursts. It's clearly two different things that are happening. Ages, right, right, yeah. exactly. So I, would, that, I imagine that's probably a, 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 an issue yeah. with what Rabbi Rosen is doing. Yeah. Which, which makes you wonder whether it makes sense to, to, do the, to turn on the switch, Kalachayad. Right, right. And I, I think you can, you know. But I'll tell you what the thing is, going back to your, your original questions, when you're dealing with big systems, once again, in, in, in Eretz Israel, the hospitals, and most of the hospitals, by the way, use these, they use those switches to call the nurse. Taking into account that in Eretz Israel, most of your staff are Jewish, and, and for the patient to call the nurse, and then for the nurse to come and, and indicate that she's arrived, she also has a button, it's a grammar switch, and um, the hospitals know that if it's not that, the person might hesitate. You understand what I'm saying? So, so it, it uh, you know, it is something that 
that can be used, once again, not in a home use. What, what, what is also very interesting is more and more Rav Rosen has, and Mahon Soman in general has managed to, to upgrade from grammar because, like you say, of the different opinions of grammar um, and move more on to, like I said, if you're just modulating an existing current um, or even automation. You know, automation is, is going to be the best solution. If you have things that are totally automated uh, in, in a hospital setting or, once again, security, um, then that's going to be a better solution than grammar. Right. So the takeaway is, Margaret Krangel, is that through grammar, a lot of, uh, you say, a police force, arm, well, yeah. police force or army, you say, is, is a Pequot Lefish Durabim. But right. running hospitals, et cetera, there's a lot that can be accomplished where it turns it into a grammar which would be permissible, like right. many opinions. Right. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and that would be a way around it without coming on to some of the other opinions that we'll discuss later with the, some of our other guests, such as the Ran or the Rajba, et cetera. The, right, right. Like I said, it's something I've been thinking a lot about recently, and I, and I think what's nice, I'll be honest, like what I've learned from what I did, and I was able to learn directly from Rav Rosen, was um, you, can, you, can, you can bring these things in, like I say, in the hospital, security, like I say, we're the ones who do the, the metal detectors at the hotel, um, and it's, it's done in, 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 we're not coercing anyone, and it's not, make, it's not turning it into a fight, you know what I'm saying? This is, it, it, is it accepted? Are the metal detectors by the Kaisal accepted by the Haredim, by the, by the right wing? I think it is. Like, I think most look at the <laughs> security guards are profiling more than anything else. And it's also somebody and, and you say, I don't want to go through and they'll let you most probably. But I'll tell you more and more things are becoming and there's a big sign and people are aware of it and they're aware it's a security thing and it has to be safe. We, we also worked on the ones in Maratha Machpelah. You know, it's places that people know it has to be safe um, and they're happy with it. Security by the Kotel is also done through grammar? Ah, that, okay. That is not because, to be, you know, because grammar is the, the many different opinions. The, the, the metal detectors at the Kotel are Shinuzerim, are just modulating existing currents. First of all, they deactivate the sound and the lights that you would have on during the week, which, which is why a lot of people think they're off, but they can't be off. They need to keep the place safe. <laughs> That's the whole point. You know, we have to keep the, everything safe. So what it is is the, the pillars of the metal detector are creating a magnetic field, and they make sure it stays on the whole time. The whole Shabbos, by the way, Yantav Shani, they keep it on the Shabbos mode. People should know this. Um, and then there's a dial, and the guards are trained. Once again, they're profiling. They're looking at the person walking through the metal detector, but they're also keeping an eye on the dial. And when the dial goes into the red, that means it's too much metal and, and they can check. So it's, it's a better solution. It's Shinazerim. It's just modulating an existing current. You're not opening or closing anything. Um, and the ones in Maratamech also work on that. You can also get handheld metal detectors that work like that. So, And I think on the whole, most people today, these are becoming more of, a, of an awareness and more of an understanding. Um, and, and that... There's, once again, we have this balance of wanting to keep the places safe, but, but as much as possible, uh, reducing the Chilur Shabbat. And Shinri Zerem is, is much more kill, even according to Shalem according to Zalman, than turning yes, on a switch, yes. yes. Yes, if you look in the letters, you know, because Roshama Zalman wrote different books, and there's one of them is a cover that he wrote. Kidavka didn't want to publish it because he didn't want to publicly argue against the Chazanish, which, you know, but... but but it's clear in that he writes, if it's Shinoizerim, if, because you know, the whole issue is really the turning, is, is when you turn on something and you're closing the electric circuit, okay, that's what the Chazanish said, Borne. Obviously, there were other opinions that said Molit. Um, so if you're not 
um, t- uh, you know, closing the circuit or then opening the circuit, if you've just got something flowing the whole time and your action is just literally modulating the intensity of the current. Now, I'll tell you what the complication is. If it's something we've defined as mavir, okay, and that is defined, once again, back in the Gemara of Membet, as gachelet shamatechet, you know, which was the whole thing of the original incandescent lights of Thomas Edison. You know, they were literally um, metal getting red hot. And there, most opinions hold it is mavir. Yeah, it's a complicated thing here, but most people held that was turning on when you turn it on, it was fire. But so if, if, if it's an incandescent light, let's say on a dimmer, I have one of those in, 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 our, in our visitor center. That's also in a Torah, that's the problem. If it's something at the time that's fire, then, then it's also to modulate because I'm literally turning up and down a fire. So that, that's why Rav Shlomo Zaman Obach said Mephorish, if we're dealing with something like the metal detectors where there's no fire and I don't have a noise and the, the, there's no opening or closing a circuit, the circuit of the whole time, and I'm just modulating is, 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 by the way, Rav Orbach said Mephorish is also not in a home context. Shini Zerim is not allowed at home. He was very yeah. clear about that. Yeah. Rabbi Krangel, thank you very much for your time. This was fascinating. Pleasure. Yeah. And Bezrat Hashem, Bezrat Hashem, we'll keep moving forward with all these issues. Very good. The pleasure Talta. speaking to you. Take all care. All the best. Talta, bye-bye.